0: you know you're you're going to fundamentally impact you know people playing the game and and the one thing that i i would say works in amazon's favor and not necessarily like in a good way is the fact that this isn't like a pay to play like you 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 yeah. buy it once and then you've got it forever yeah. if this was a sub model their subs would tank right now but mm-hmm. they've already got all the money up front but the thing is right at some point Nobody's gonna want to really play this with any fervor because they would have lost interest because of the bugs, so there was there was that, but there was also the fact that they were stuck between a rock and a hard place if they delayed again to release the product um, they would have lost the momentum so it's it's really a lot about what not to do, and what I feel like intrepid has done, which is At the start, really focus on building a strong foundation.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, they made a really, really impactful choice very early in the process that they said, this is not going to work for what we want to do. Scrap it and start over.
1: There among the tree line, the Pathfinder and his companions could make out a faint, ambient aura. At first it was one, then three, and then so many more. Multiple sets of armor that seemed to be animated in one of the most haunting displays of force they had ever seen. They couldn't tell if the animated armor sets that they saw before them were enchanted or truly haunted by the souls of those who once wore them. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to Cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by my returning Pathfinder fellow friends. Adalus, welcome back, man. Thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone.
2: Also welcome back, Half Tilt. (laughs) Good afternoon or good evening, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. What a it perfect... is fantastic to see you. <laughs> it's great to see you too. Uh,
1: you know, it, 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 I if it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I just heard you bolstered by the sounds of the children of the world screaming in in cheer of
2: your arrival here on the show as well. Cheer. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's <laughs> totally not a 2-year-old with that's ready for a nap and way over tired and doesn't want to go down. yeah.
1: That's what it sounds like, man. Hey everybody. You know, before we get dug in too far in typical form, we do have to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for Ashes the Creation. Also a shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week, friends. We do not have any call-ins to the show, but if you would like to, you can at 1-539-664-6801. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you went over to itunes left us a five-star review let us know how we're doing we will read that comment on the show you can also do it without leaving a comment but if you're wondering where and how to navigate to that just go over to at Ash's pathfinder on twitter uh, go to the pin post right there at the top and you know right there you'll see all the links to all the things and itunes is listed there as well friends uh let's see what else you got do we have anything in the mailbag note pathfinder grunts got nothing but if you want to ship something over to us via I don't know pathfinder mail i'm not sure how it works exactly but i know that if you shoot us a message over at ashespathfinders@gmail.com, some grunt somewhere out in vera will get that to us in their own damn time but we've had a podcast not podcast but a live stream that we're going to talk about here on today on the podcast and man gentlemen i don't usually get like really excited um i made a good portion of the way through the live stream going We're really it was fun. It was entertaining. It was good to see them like Steven was dressed up in a, you know, a retro Starfleet outfit. And if you're like, what's Starfleet you if you don't know, you don't know. Right. I don't know what to say. You're definitely (laughs) in the dark and it's kind of unfortunate and a little little sad, actually, from my perspective. But that's just my perspective, right? You're a light bringer. Then
2: bring the light to them,
1: bring the light to them. Right. Star Trek friends. That's what that is. Star Trek. You need to go watch star trek if you haven't already and you're some of you're gonna be like i've watched that and that's garbage i to be like the hell out of here with that
2: i like star wars i'm a big fan
1: <laughs> i like them both actually but he was uh, like rocking too,
2: yeah
1: you know the ones from like it's from the original motion picture stuff uh like captain kirk and all them they got the the dress uniforms right with the mm-hmm. blouse uh, boots and stuff and I didn't see if he had blouse boots but he had on, it was like a black. It, it, people were saying it was red, but it looked black to me. Was that just No, me? no, it was definitely
0: black. I th- I think he was like, well, I'm not, She's like, he wasn't sure where he actually, you know, wore this or where <laughs> it came from, like per se. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of it, it, it I, I think he might've hit it when he said something about it being like a mirror universe outfit. Cause that's honestly what it made mm-hmm. me think of was yeah. the mirror universe. So for those star uh, people out there that aren't, star trek nerds i apologize <laughs> but that, I don't. yeah that just it <laughs> yeah he
1: apologizes i don't but we'll meet in the middle and go we're glad you're here how about that listen yep.
2: <laughs>
1: i'm nerding out i'm nerding out because we watched that and Margaret was dressed up with like um what was it called
2: maleficent
1: thank yeah, you Mal- yeah, maleficent, i always mess yeah. i always forget that one but it was really nice man and steve was actually in the office the studio like so he was actually in the studio they showed off some of the pumpkin carving from some of the devs that were in the studio it's very clear that they're back in the studio they're all working the studio uh, some are probably still working from home right i'm sure they have some of their conditions like that not everybody's probably back there yet but it's just good to see the transition happening there were some very specific yeah and bacon like Medusa said bacon popped in and said hi on the stream too and you can tell they were all having a good time and I could definitely tell that Steven was like pretty happy to be back in the office. I know he'd been talking about it for a while. Um, you could definitely tell he was like pretty excited and happy to be back in the office setting. So that was really cool to see. Uh, the gourd competition. Uh, clearly, there were some champions and I'm I'm glad that I didn't spend, you know, hours of my life carving on something that just would have basically been the garbage that they all crap, you know, like all of the gourds that made it crapped on because they had some dude people who do some very innovative things with gourds man they they really do they there were some really good ones man I was just like what I was like
2: dude seriously what can we all like, take a it, mo- it's not even carving for them oh. it's sculpting. Yes. Like it's it th- there's actual like yes. true art going on whereas I'm sitting there with my fucking steak knife trying to hack my way through some <laughs> Stenciled image or something, but no, these folks are like getting the carving and the layering, so you see the, the the effects of the light. Man, I agree. I am so glad I did not waste hours of my life doing something that would just. I mean, I like I like to make people laugh, preferably with me, not so much at me. I mean, I I, I take it in strides. I get both. That's yeah. fair. But
1: it's a with me moment right now, everyone. Just just for the record, <laughs> yeah. So- take knife, dude.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, if I had an angel and a you know devil on my shoulder oh, tell me yeah. what to do, yeah. the angel would be no, and the devil would be hell no, no, because there's no way that you are putting any sharp objects in my hands and something on a pumpkin is going to come out looking <laughs> anything like any of those people did. I'm sorry. I just have... No, oh, my God, artistic dude. skill is not in pumpkin uh, carving. I was going to say
2: that right now. That's so I, funny. I, I would have the better luck building my own 3D printer and programming <laughs> it to 3D print one of those epic looking things. I would be better suited to do something like that. Oh, man, 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 I'm you, dude. Although so they might call my bluff on that. I don't know. Yeah, like,
1: and then my three D printer is gonna pick the thing that's the most easy to do, not that Skeletor looking gore. Like the, there was like one that was like the dragon. I'm just like, dude, what, man? <laughs> yeah, right? I saw that. I was I, like, I, wow.
0: Yeah, there's definitely skill
2: in this community. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: I mean, we didn't have any even to a lot of people that didn't but...
2: make it on those fi- in into the winners list. You know, there was still a ton of yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. Pumpkins car like, and, and the and the art done on, on uh, the digital side of it, too. Just mm-hmm. like absolutely the creativity behind it, not only the execution, but the vision they had behind some of those things. was so it's just oh, man, so cool.
1: Top notch, man, really was. So some people won some stuff, man, like a lot of hair gear seat. I forget exactly who won what, but congrats to everybody who won. If you listen to the show, you all all did splendid jobs. Um, to those that didn't make it, uh, I mourn you in my own way, because last year that was me. And uh, I I learned that unless you're a seasoned veteran in this stuff, uh, I guess it's like discouraging to say I shouldn't say that, huh? I was going to say if, if you're a seasoned veteran, unless you're a seasoned veteran, in this stuff, don't even bother because you ain't making it, champ. But I'm not going to say that. I'm going to retract that statement. I'm going to say you can do it. I believe in if you practice if you practice all year, all year long if you
2: practice all year long
1: dude there there are some very skilled uh people in this community there are some very creative people in this community right we see it on we see we see that display of creativity not only in these types of competitions but we see them in the every fan friday thing that we see right you know what else is um No, I'm not going to say it, man. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to call myself out like that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Nope. Somebody else catches on to where I might've been going with that and you call it out. That's, that's different, but I'm not doing it. I'm not incriminating myself There's enough. there's already enough like just false narrative stuff being painted about me out there on the internet, you know, and it doesn't help when, you know, other people, Ninja. Why are you typing that? Why are you, huh? (laughs) <laughs> you said if anyone calls you out i mean I'm ninja right comment that's fair that's fair <laughs> did you see how quick you went to it is like ah well then hold on a moment here let's just dig right in shall we oh well, <laughs> no man like seriously though man we have some seriously creative people in the community and i am i'm i'm blown away by some of the levels of creativity that i've seen from people in this community over the years honestly um so hats off to all of you that really did try those of you that did succeed in one you got some alpha two keys you got some swag you know some intrepid swag you got um coarse hair goodies so congrats to all of you that won um truly deserved it for sure um can we take a moment to talk about one in particular i'm surprised neither one of you mentioned it i'm gonna do it baby got back ring a bell? there was one it was, it was one of the uh, art like print ones that people like did on you know paper or digital or whatever. Y'all ah, know her,
2: yes, yes,
1: right? Where the butt was the pumpkin, and wasn't it like there was this thing looking back over its butunkadunk, and it was like using the um, it was basically Corky ass squishing stuff and things, and then Fee and Nick, the little the little mascots, you know, right? Because Phoenix, Phoenix, right? The two little little Phoenix hatchling brother and sister, they're like sitting there and like (gasps) like disgust and and fear and everything of their pumpkin being just completely like broken by the pumpkin butt cheeks of this creature.
2: Yeah, it wasn't really a pumpkin. It was more of a squash.
1: It's a fair point, actually. Squash. Yes just needed chocolate candy between us <laughs> see what happens mel goes and posts something in discord people are laughing and joking about it. it makes its way onto the show yes that's the uh that's the graham norton reference to kate beckinsale um talking about how she put uh chocolate anyway go 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 to discord and check it out if you're not sure but it's in there it's pretty funny it's pretty hilarious look man Guess it's kind of out the bag. It was gonna be like, hey, everybody, I might have a part to play in this year's coming 24 hour live stream. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was the big announcement from last week that you were dangling in front of us like a carrot on a stick.
1: Yeah, apparently I'm just gonna be judging. I'm one of a few people judging the Minecraft thing. It's just like I try to entice and hype people like just be there so they can find out. That's how like how, how they do it. But it doesn't help if you go and tell people about it first, because then maybe they'll be like, oh, that's not. Not noteworthy enough. Maybe I won't hang out for the for the 24 hour Ashes live stream event now. See? Let me help you. Help me help you, is what I'm saying. Just a joke, obviously, Intrepid. I'm gonna be really glad to be able to help do that. Although, to be fair, I have to say, that's the day of like my anniversary of the Mel is that day. And then I'm gonna be doing that late. Just keep this in mind, everybody. All right? What 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 this is Friday? We start, right? friday it starts it's coming friday so be there it's like what 10 a.m pdt is the start time to 10 a.m pdt on saturday and the dates are going to be please hold the 5th through the 6th okay so my anniversary is on the 6th so they're starting on friday it's the early morning hours that we're doing the minecraft thing because if you remember last year when they like it was a devastating event right it didn't go as planned at all but they did the thing, and it was like, that was like that few hours period of time where the Intrepid team went and took a quick power nap so they could make it through it. Well, Margaret, basically, she was there the whole time. Like, she was there the whole time, if I'm not mistaken. And she basically kind of held the fort down while people were helping to judge. this Minecraft competition for a few hours. So that's what we're doing. There's a few of us doing it. I think it's busting Chibi Bree and myself, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and- yeah, those are. Yeah, so it's a few hours uh, in the early morning. So check this out. Sim's going to celebrate his anniversary. right, come off the anniversary, going to do the judging thing. It's going to be early in the morning. I'm going to go to sleep, Pathfinder podcast several hours later. Going to go after that. It's going to be the first weekend that I'm going to go and practice for the D&D event thing I'm going to be doing on Sundays after the show. Right. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do that for several hours. Then I've got like another like medical thing or something on like Tuesday. So basically I'm not I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be a little struggle bus, I think, for a little bit there. I think I'm I'm gonna be struggling on sleep. So it's gonna be very important to engage in self-care, I think. Methinks. Methinks. But I'm hoping that we hit the uh markers to get some of the uh what do you call it? The um some of the lore released, right? Because you oh, had certain. Yes. Yeah. There was talk about race lore, some more race lore, if I'm not mistaken. Right. That was kind of like being teased by Margaret. So it's not guaranteed. It's unlockable via the d campaign. You can go join Intrepid Studios team on Extra Life to help contribute to the cause. Um, but if I remember correctly, that goes to the whole total, but it doesn't count for things that are unlocked. On the live stream if i'm not mistaken right it's different yeah so just keep that in mind and um aside from that though um so be there this friday uh 10 a.m pdt it's going for 24 hours uh it goes always goes to a good cause uh to the ready children's hospital in san diego um you know all the contributions go there last year they raised a lot of money um we contributed a lot this year unfortunately i'm not going to be able to do that uh just time and energy and resources just don't allow me to do that um this year but i will be there and i will help carry the torch for part of that 24-hour live stream so um i'll be doing my part in some way shape or form and i hope that all of you will join you know kind of share your presence and contribute in whatever way you can too and it it may be financially to help for that cause and it may not be it might just be to be part of the the community to kind of help keep the devs going during their 24 hours to to engage with the other fellow uh, ashes fam as well so just want to kind of put that out there um gentlemen let's let's kind of dig in okay i'm gonna i'm gonna hit on a few points uh well actually you know what? i'm gonna let you all hit on some of your big highlights and i'm gonna first show uh i'm gonna go through i've got four video clips that i'm gonna just kind of have rolling while we're talking today okay uh i'm gonna do some prop tech right which is essentially the first one i'm gonna show now and i'm gonna kind of let you know what it is i'm showing and if you're going sim i'm listening i, I don't get to see this So I encourage you to be here every Sunday, 5 PM CDT. Okay. So you don't miss out on it. You know, you can watch it on YouTube later to get the visuals, but you just miss out on some of the stuff going on in chat. And you know, some of the things that we share here live, uh, on the, the stream screen. So this first one is prop tech is what I'm calling it. And this is essentially them showing the different props like barrels and tables and chairs. And on the tables like some of the assortment of uh, a variety of different things that could some that could also be uh, generated through the procedurally generated world that is part of the the node system right so that when a node you know basically develops you know that these what i call props or these like assets in the world can sort of spawn and there be variety to it and they're kind of showing off some of that here a little bit of that tech does tie into the node tech um but while we're kind of like sharing and looking at that here on the screen, I thought that was just really good. It was really great to see that it wasn't going to be like this cookie cutter sort of uh, generation. I mean, I totally would understand if we're talking, you know, they've got it programmed in that, you know, the, the, uh, the VEC and the dunier and the Empyrean, they all, if it's on this mountain, it's going to pr- generate a specific way. And it might be different based on the city uh, race domination, right? It could be the, you know, the Duneer. near, it's going to be different than the Empyrean layout would be like that variety. I was pretty cool with it, but this adds a whole new level to it, right? You're talking different items on a table in a building. That's, that's a whole lot of variety guys. Uh, thoughts on that and some of your big takeaways uh, and we'll kind of just dig in.
0: I mean, this, this looks great. Um, I would say one thing that did get called out that I'm hoping, n- not necessarily like, you know, for, for launch per se, but just, it's on the roadmap yeah. is something I believe Steven mentioned about having this be available or maybe it was um, uh, Margaret that mentioned it, having this be available when we're placing stuff in our homes, Um, that would be awesome, right? Is you can kind of have like that level of variety too so you don't have like the same table that your maybe your Mm -hmm. guildies have you've got something that's got like different props on it um and being able to place those i mean i just like the idea of just having layers because this reminds me a little bit of like valheim and how you could you know potentially just go in and like place certain objects on tables and whatnot and and be able to kind of create something that looks lived in i mean i thought that that was really cool and that was one of the like really nice surprises from the stream um i know we're talking about some of the bigger stuff here later but yeah one of the other things that i did actually really look forward to is the the dev discussion that they were planning soon around ui mm-hmm. that's yeah. just been really heavy on my mind in terms of like just you know recent experiences and you know games like new world and you know, what I've like historically experienced in like, you know, some of the more established, you know, MMOs like, you know, World of Warcraft, et cetera. So UI I think is going to be a really good discussion. Um, So I'm glad they're bringing that up now as opposed to later on, because obviously they want a good solid foundation. So that was good. Um, I have a few other comments around, um, you know, what they had planned with regards to animal husbandry and some of the mounts, but maybe, you know, we'll cover those in some bigger topics, but my main takeaways were really that is it's like this tech, not only, you know, the procedural generation, but you know, the fact that there are, they are really digging into some of those core elements early in the process is really good. Cause a lot of times when we're doing something like an open design or at least a design that works in sprints and how they handle development, getting that feedback early gives you a lot better. You, you're heading closer to the pin at that point, right? You're, iterating potentially less and spending less time reworking things if you're getting the feedback up front.
2: Absolutely. That's that's going to be really awesome. Um, I, I think on the vein of the UI dev development, that's going to be a huge component because there is so much conversation in the community around that in regards to add-ons and the lack of available in the game. So having a very modular UI is, and how that's going to pan out, like to be able to see what they're planning and what they're working with, and then take the feedback on that and iterate on it is going to be paramount like, to the, a big part of the game's success in, in my mind. Um, I, 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 love, I love the asset stuff, man. Like the artwork mm-hmm. and design of the, the pieces, individual pieces, that's always cool. We all, we always appreciate it. It is what it is. It looks really neat. 90% of the stuff I'd love to have in my own home. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the, the things on the tables are going to change how many games have you played in the past, where you might see the same piece over and over and over again, throughout the world throughout different things. And the stuff on the table is always the same. And it's just like, oh, it, it feels so bad, man, because yeah. it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't break anything up. It feels almost lazy to an extent. And as, as exactly as you said, data List, The fact that we can. It, it's like Valheim, where you can just go and kind of put your own items on the table and decorate it how you want. Having just that variety to it makes it feel just wholesome. You know, like it. it it's just it brings us a uniqueness, even if you can't choose what goes where exactly. At least, if it's different than every anybody else's, that's cool to me. I'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. accept that. Um, I love the big, a big thing for me was the sigil, sigils, yeah. Because I'm a big dragon guy, and I know we're going to talk more about the sigils in a mm-hmm. bit here. But you know, as you guys, have, anybody who's been following the show for a while now, you know that I was strong Dunir before, and slowly as the Renkai has become. Presented more and more to us. I have been kind of sitting on the fence a little bit. And after seeing the dragon sigils for the Renkai and me being a bit of a dragon nerd, man, like everything just coming down the line is making me really want to go with the Renkai right now. So I might have to have Mm -hmm. two characters in the end. (laughs) Gonna have a Janeer and I'm gonna have a Renkai and they're gonna be badass. Mm -hmm. But you know, the animal husbandry thing was huge. That's, I think animal husbandry is going to be a huge draw to a lot of people as a profession of choice. Um, and, and seeing the axe speak, I still don't know how that thing eats, but <laughs> you better be a very, very good master with that thing if you plan to take that off and not get hacked. I've mm.
1: got, got a <laughs> bunch so of neat. assets rolling too on screen right now. So, y'all are seeing a lot of these different assets they've been working on, some of the renders, some of them. Like we saw like, you know what, you know what you're saying is like the variety in uh, like the uh, what I call like the assets or the props in the world. The thing is, is like, you know what? Their props give me Elder Scrolls Online vibes, because when you go around the world, it's like so varied. It's actually just Elder Scrolls in general, like everywhere you go, you'll just get so many assets and stuff. And the beauty of, you know, the Elder Scrolls is you always can loot stuff in the world, but this gives me those vibes but with the procedural generation element to it and that's super cool man that is super cool because that's one of the things I've always enjoyed about the Elder Scrolls games in general is that it's it feels so immersive because every house you walk into it doesn't have the exact same layout like it's for the most part there's like so much variety going on that you're like literally someone took the time to go into every every area and go Let's make this their own place, right? And that's what I'm getting here. And But when you take that and then go, yeah, but procedurally generated. Oh, man, is that some good stuff, man? I mean, I can't help but nerd out. Then you see things like the boat and the sigils are coming up on screen, the ones that Half Tilt's talking about. But the props, the assets that I'm seeing, I mean, I know it's not all the tech. We got some tech. We got you know, we had no tech stuff last time, right? Now we're getting, you know, some of the tech on props and things like that, how that also ties into nodes. They did, they did make a note though. Steven did say, we're probably not going to see anything much system related for a while. Now here we are with the props. I'm going to let those go across the screen. Like, geez, man, I'm probably going to go back and it's going to rotate through a few more times, but he talked about there being that they're working on system stuff. And I, I can't help but wonder. This is not a confirmation of anything. This is pure speculation, pure wonder and curiosity out of coming out of my mouth right now. Okay. I'm getting the vibe. Well, I already don't expect Alpha 2 until next year, right? Sometime. He said it probably would be a couple months till we'd probably even see anything systems related again, because they're working on so many different things. I can't help but wonder after them talking about a, a team to look at unreal five, I can't help but wonder if there's like some sort of revamp or rework going on to potentially transition over and just kind of go with it, because we already know the epic the the Unreal engines already on board with Intrepid to make this MMO great right and it's great it's it would be great for the for epic games as well it would be great for the unreal engine for ashes of creation to just hit it out the park with the unreal engine it's another amazing showcase unreal engine is doing so much right now with movies with games and so many other things like it is not just a game engine anymore everybody the unreal engine is being used for so many things in hollywood right now like it's not even funny right and what it's going to be capable of in the future is beyond what we're looking at right now right so <clears throat> ashes of creation launching an unreal engine 5. that would be oh that would be one hell of a launch man and i would be shocked if they weren't looking at the possibility of setting things up so that transitions either possible in the future or that they potentially could go with it, you know, at launch. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still looking at probably a year and a half at least. I don't expect this game until 2023, okay? I just don't. That's about a seven-year window since I think it launched like launched on Kickstarter, maybe roughly mm-hmm. somewhere in there. It, for what they're doing for the ambition level. I could see us being in Alpha 2 next year and going a good year in Alpha 2, because Steven talked about us getting like the base class archetypes, right? That doesn't take into consideration right. augmentation, all the other layers, and that being tested through the alpha two phase. Man, it, we're Wait, just seeing I, a lot of tech things right now, aren't we?
2: I I really can't help but think, and again, absolutely, it's speculation. But yes. given the timeline of events, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that Epic was designing Unreal Engine five to be a very easy upgrade from previous versions. The assets can very easily be upgraded and imported into the new engine. So the transition shouldn't be too painstaking of a process because a big, big thing that I remember watching in in one of the previews Mm -hmm. was not only building a, a really cool engine, but making it really efficient from a backend developer standpoint making their life so much easier yeah. making rendering and processing times so much faster was a huge, huge component of this. Uh, so again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I expect oh, right. it, it, it's supposed to be a very easy, um, easy transition in, in relative terms, of course. The goal. So I mean, if they're already using building on unreal engine, I really, unless there's some big uh, political hiccup here between, um, intrepid and epic i can't see there being a, a downside why wouldn't to, you right? Uh, right like i i don't think they want to confirm it until it's no, tested i would want to with their own uh, tools and assets in place yeah and that's that's no good but yeah just
1: all the I tech. i expect unreal all the tech talk yeah, that we've been hearing uh-huh. lately right we haven't been seeing yeah. the systems change but but the tech talk right there's a lot of new tech talk that's been happening mm-hmm.
0: yeah feels unreal
1: five
0: yeah exactly and the only thing that again and i know next to nothing about how unreal engine works behind the scenes yeah but the only thing that i would maybe be mindful of is knowing that the team um put together their own like engineering code for Mm -hmm. like optimization for mmo usage right they didn't use whatever i mean they they did something internal and proprietary, right? That's yeah. the only thing that I would say, okay, if that's a customization right. of some sort, maybe that's gonna add some complexity to it. True. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I mean, I would be really excited if they did that because just seeing just some of the stuff that Unreal has put out with the Unreal 5 engine is just, you know, mind blowing, right? Yeah. And the game already looks great, mm-hmm. like in an alpha state, um, then you know, most, you know, air quotes finished products, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, that would be the only thing that I think might hold them back. Uh, but I did like the commentary that Steven had um, on the stream about them not being beholden to anyone and yeah. he'll get something out there that he's proud of and he yeah. he is not, you know, on board with this trend of releasing products that are basically still in their beta state or you know depends on the level of bugs but there's a lot of games out there that are released as final products you know i'm playing one of them right now that yeah. is just got so many catastrophic in my opinion bugs right that just yeah. destroy the flow of the game the flow of the economy you know the ability to be competitive in a pvp situation i mean these are just things that you know not you, you need to be able to qa to death to make sure you don't have these Major things and have a good strong process to test before you release anything to the public for consumption. So I'm really glad they're they're taking that. I mean, not a lot of developers can do that because they're you know beholden to a publisher that really just wants to make money asap. Um, and not to say that the team doesn't want to make money, they want to make money to be able to sustain their product. Um, and and they're going to need to be able to do that, you know, considering the development period, but the fact that they're not going to default to compromising quality over making a date is, is great. Right. I mean, it's from a gamer standpoint, it's like, oh man, I mean, I'm not going to be able to play ashes for X, Y, Z time. But at the end of the day, once it's out there, if it's, you know, stable, it's, you know, relatively bug free, like for anything that would, you know, potentially impact the overall experience. I'm okay with waiting. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, here's, you're not, you're not saying it. Steven wouldn't say it on the live stream. We all know we're talking about new world. I'll say it. (laughs) I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it to bash the game. I'm really not. I can have an objective, like I can have my thoughts, my perspective, I can share my reasoning. It's simply that, right. I'm not, I've always said that that I think that the game has a lot of potential and it's doing a lot of things that are really great. We've talked about sound design, uh, a lot of different elements, okay? One of the reasons that I was, like, very, very hesitant among several others, not including the fact that I didn't feel like it was my style of gameplay or, you know, the game itself wasn't my thing. It's the only reason I didn't try it, right? It doesn't mean I didn't see the positives and the, the, like... know the things about it that were good there are good things about it like the 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 engine that they're creating i mean i view that and i'm like look even if new world doesn't do that great long term even if it just did decent or it, it does okay or whatever like if that goes towards the future tolkien game that they might be rocking then all the better for it right like i see a lot of positives from the the unfortunate circumstances but it the long and short of it is this, okay? You can't deny, if you launch a game to where the player base can go into their text chat and code the game, the game's not ready to go.
2: I heard about that. That's real,
1: man. That's real. That is broken. That is not ready to ship. That is pushed out too quick. Someone didn't, someone didn't That just seems like one of the things you don't mess up with.
2: You're paying customers that are looking to buy a game that is marketed as a finished product should not be your QA team. No, absolutely. That, that is what your beta test periods for. If you need that final QA push, keep it in beta for a little bit longer. If you want to put a price gate behind that to get more dedicated beta testers, do it. You can still make money off of it. Just market it for what it is, and that alleviates all of this negativity that the game is receiving right now if you positioned it as this is an early access game like valheim or this is a beta game man here pay 50 bucks to get in and, and play it now okay cool if people want to do that they will and and give them the avenue to provide the feedback and then market it as a finished game later on when you've addressed the vast majority of these more game breaking bugs and issues. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to change your systems, doesn't mean you have to change your content or or what the vision of the game is, but just fix the bugs so it doesn't yeah. break, so it doesn't crash people's systems and fry video cards so yeah. you can't code the game through chat. Yeah, you know? yeah, like they're, they're... these big broken things yeah. need to be addressed before it's marketed as a finished game. That's where you shoot yourself in the foot. I understand this is Amazon's Studios' first game release, but you know what? This has been a problem plaguing game releases since the advent of digital download day one patches. Ever yeah. since day one patches became a thing, this has been a problem. And it will continue to be for most of the studios that are especially pushing for uh, public returns, public investor returns, but... Yeah, market Man. it properly, people will still buy it, you will still make some money. Yeah, I mean
0: personally, I I think this is two things, right? This is a resource problem, right? Cuz I my understanding is the development team for New World in relative scale is pretty small, right? Um and I think they weren't all in with that, and I think that's part of the problem. I think the other part of the problem is a what feels like a real gap in their qa process um as well right um and and while you know i've had my fair share of like purchasing early access games i mean valheim was one yeah um you know but i just don't think it would work in a in an mmo because at some point right if you're early access and so on right in an mmo situation you're I just I don't feel like that would be appropriate because in a test environment, you can wipe all the characters and everybody starts fresh. But if you have something like even in an early access situation, like what's happened in New World, gold duplication, um, you know, some like other like things where you can like be permanently buffed, um, you can Mm, like two to three shot people equal to your level that you shouldn't be able to because of a bug. I mean all these when you're in a situation where controlling territories and winning wars is the bread and butter of what the PVP is all about. I mean, these are things that um, you know, you're, you're going to fundamentally impact, you know people playing the game. And, and the one thing that I, I would say works in Amazon's favor and not necessarily like in a good way is the fact that this isn't like a pay to play like you 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 yeah, buy it yeah. once and then you've got it forever yeah. if this was a sub model their subs would tank right now but mm. they've already got all the money up front but the thing is right at some point nobody's gonna want to really play this with any fervor because they would have lost interest because of the bugs so there was there was that but there was also the fact that they were stuck between a rock and a hard place so if they delayed again to release the product, um, they would have lost the momentum. So it's it's really a lot about what not to do and what I feel like Intrepid has done, which is at the start, really focus on building a strong foundation. Yeah, I mean, they made a really, really impactful choice very early in the process that they said, this is not going to work for what we want to do scrap it and start over that's a big decision especially for a studio that doesn't have any financial backing other than their ceo and some funds from kickstarter because let's be honest guys the kickstarter was a drop in the bucket for what would it would take to launch an mmo of this of this size and scope true so when you've got you know someone like steven and intrepid who make those judgment calls for the good of the game and would rather release a final product that is in good working order that doesn't have major issues right again you'll have those major issues in your alphas and your betas when you wipe and start over and you're good but having them in a live game that no way yeah that and that's i think my the gameplay in new world is fun um you know the interaction is fun the some of the details are really fun but that consistently is a feels bad moment when i log in to see some of these bugs out there because you kind of get to a point where you don't know if you won or lost a battle because somebody was exploiting a bug that you may or may not know about or somebody can't crash you by using an ability or you know putting a link in chat then you you know instinctively click on it because you're like oh hey it's an new item or something right so these these things are just like to me it's it's a very slippery slope when you sacrifice resource and quality if you're going to invest in an mmo right and you're a company as big as amazon don't put your toe in the water and then expect you know expect it to be a sustainable product right i think that's the thing that you know intrepid's all in right um Amazon needs to be all in in order to really turn this around, because I expect that they're they're going to you know, this is going to end up not in a really good place if they don't start investing more. Because a lot of times, you know, it it takes spending money to make money here. So if they think they're going to sustain this when nobody's playing the game, nobody's going to buy cosmetics if they're not playing the game. So you have to make a better product, and you have to have a strong foundation. Otherwise, uh, you know, otherwise it it will it can and will fall apart.
1: So this is how we're gonna bring this back around to ashes, right? Like when I saw that, but we have people in our guild playing that right now. And when I saw that, my 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 reaction wasn't "I told you so." It was it was a genuine like really feels bad because there's a lot of people I know playing it that are enjoying it. And I know this is gonna ruin their good time. And, and then you can't, can't help but wonder, like, you got so many veterans over there that spout about how they're veterans, like, that are up there at the top running, running the beast, right? And you're like, y'all, y'all should know better, man. These are, these are, I'm sorry, I'm not a game developer, but I even know this is basic no-nos that you ensure aren't possible. Because if you, if there is something like this in the game, the player base will, Some population will use it to their advantage and ruin the game for a lot of people. Putting that aside though, it only causes me to be more content and happy with the fact that they're taking their time to ensure this is done right. I have a lot of respect for any, any company. You can't help but wonder too, if this is like another good example of how a AAA studio Right, it's kind of about that dollar bottom line when we want return on our investment sort of mentality, right? Because the hype was pretty heavy around the New World. A lot of people played it. A lot of people bought in to play it. A lot of people spent money. If they made their return on their investment already, like I mean, okay, well,
2: they needed something on the balance sheet coming towards the end of year, man. That's there. It is. It,
1: it is what it is. But really happy to then go and look on an ash's live stream and i see stuff like this i see these things that we've we've seen over time that they're now delivering renders on right assets cosmetics and then you see things we haven't seen there is a perfect example look at that wolf man that undead wolf look at the barding we saw the was it the
2: swole breaker mount it's not actually what it's called (laughs) that saddle man i was just glued to the detail of that and even now even just now i'm looking at it i'm like fuck i didn't even notice the candles on the back before because i was so busy looking at the mm. webbing and stuff on the back like the detail that. it's just the bone and it's got like what is that uh fell beak or something skull hanging off the side there with the other bones like just mm-hmm. ah,
1: and what is it i it's- love it This is uh, earnable. This is like one of the few things that they're showcasing for us where they're like, hey, you can't get this by buying it. This is earned through game. This is in-game content in order to earn this. And they were like, this is one of the few things we don't want to show off a lot, but we want to show off another example. I'm just, it's so hard for me to not think to myself, y'all, that it just feels like there's that, test environment where the whole world is sitting right now you know where we're not seeing a lot of stuff and things that are totally there i feel mm-hmm. like i kind of can't help. it's it's speculation right but i just i would be really shocked alpha 2 comes around and we're on alf island
2: oh there's no way it, it, it's not big enough no it's 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 not big enough for everything that they're planning to be testing and introducing plus no. the increase in population if there's mm-hmm. if they're actually and going back to tying in some tech stuff they are looking to have around 10,000 people per server during the alpha 2 test yep so we will be essentially trying to run at max capacity yep. for what is proposed for a game launch yep so and there's alpha no two. way alpha island can handle 10,000 concurrent players and that's one, what
1: 3 shards or servers right is what they're planning i think they talked about in the live stream three of them with uh you know the thousands of people on each of them yeah they're wanting to they're wanting to really kind of like test it for alpha 2 we got classes we got all the things that they're talking about being in there i'm just like uh, it just feels like they're reworking a bunch of stuff for some big showcase right now but we won't know until we get there will we let's talk some more about some of the things that were outlined, right? The, they talked about things being worked on in the next couple months. And I made sure to note these things because these are the things that I feel like are important that sometimes fly into the radar when we're seeing the eye candy. That is like the, all that we've been looking at, it's not like, it's just a few assets are showing off right there. Sh- they've shown off like so many things in this live stream. I'm not just trying to hype man this. I'm it's for me. This is genuine reason in a one month period to look at what they've got to showcase in 30 days. You know how fast 30 days went by for me. Ask me what I got done in the past 30 days compared to this jack shit. Right. I got all these goals and things and it's clearly a team hard at work. This is just the stuff we get to see right so it's not like they're going they're showcasing every live stream a few assets that you know an indie dev solo indie dev on their own could put together and showcase right this is like the handful of things they throw at us that they could fit into a live stream and it's stellar it's freaking amazing look at that thing
2: and like a lot of the things that are going on behind the scenes right now that are coming up, the discussions that they're having, yeah. the, pre- the dungeons and how those are going to evolve and be interactive based off community feedback during Alpha 1 and how node evolution is going to work, how those dungeons present themselves and evolve and how you, how you go through them when, when you've got class abilities, out of combat class abilities to find traps and booby traps and hidden areas or doors or secret chests or whatever, like planning all these things to be in these dungeons, but not static in the same place every time that they move and are also procedurally generated. So have like, like the underlying tones of these systems that we see presented, um, you know, are, are going to be present throughout the world in the gameplay. The, the, the um, was it the seasons that we got to see on the turtle mount with with the tree changing and, and growing flowers and dropping and going back to just a stick, like as the seasons change, that was just a way to showcase the back end engine that this is how the world is going to change over the course of oh,
1: this a
2: period. Right.
1: Yeah. Like on screen folks, what he's talking about. Yeah. Continue, please.
2: It, these underlying systems are huge and the discussions going on right now uh, about how a lot of these things are going to be presented in the world. And, how we're going to be interacting with them so share your thoughts on the forums guys as well and, and or here here on the show because wow. we, we'll talk about it we'll always talk about it and, and it was just crazy like this is going to be something that you see on higher tier mounts right it, where they will have some type of effect like this maybe not always based on seasons because not all of them will will have uh the fauna or a flora aspect to them but it is clearly integrated with this turtle It's so cool. And then we've also got conversations coming on now, which I'm really excited about the hitbox sizing with character models and how projectiles are going to work. This was something, one of the few QA questions that really, really stood out to me. What what was that conversation is now something going on that they're talking about in studio. So I'm really excited to see where they go with that, but this is why we're not going to see a lot of mechanical stuff right now, a lot of tech stuff, because it's in that phase of, okay, Let's get it into a place where it is ready to showcase. Yeah. It needs to be in a semi-finalized position where we we will adjust the the color of your sprinkles on this uh, Sunday for you. But the Sunday is still going to be a Sunday. It's not going to be a piece of pie. Um, in case you haven't noticed, I'm rather hungry right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm I'm showing this uh, this this specific specific piece here on the turtle mount. This is the one that Margaret designed, right? has the tree on the back um it's like this ancient like turtle with a tree this is an example of what they're showcasing of how the you know this tree and the effects around the tree with the butterflies the the glowing ambient orbs of different colors all of this stuff man when you look at this and you're like okay it looks really cool the takeaway though is this is an example of feature an element they are tying into their systems that they could tie into the day and night cycles not just on creatures but literally it could be for housing it could be for you know uh, a forest it could be for creatures it could be for buildings it could be for all the things you could tie this specific element into the world and it's something that they're essentially tinkering with right now so you've got that right you've got the the tech with the procedural generation for the um, the props and assets we talked about like it just gets the layers that people talked about is like it seems too ambitious you see this and you're like well we're trying some things with this and then they show you it it's not like they're just talking about it like here it is it exists it's being used they're tinkering with it in the world somewhere right now they're also working on the following things and this is system side now we're not getting to see a lot of system changes that they're working on here are a few of the ones that steven noted blueprint scripts to the code and the code system cleanup is something they're working on so they're cleaning up the code they are talking about player character animations an overall system revamp okay advanced ai system I mean, if you talk about a, a team for Unreal Engine five on the last stream, and then here we are talking about these things, and this is why maybe we're not seeing anything. It's really hard for me not to think we're talking about the same thing. Advanced AI system. OK, it's
2: like a duck and it talks like a duck
1: <laughs> Game network capability. New combat and ability system for NPCs. Really. hard. I have an right idea. Man. Yeah, okay. I have an idea
0: because I'm just wondering if these videos we're seeing might very possibly be UE5 built. I don't know. I mean, I, I I, don't know enough about the tech to know, but they're just so detailed and there's just so much going on. And it's like, hmm, makes me think, right, especially with what they showcased with the animal husbandry video and all of that. Right. And and, and plus mm-hmm. the fact that like in general, like one of the things that I I keep thinking of whenever Steven talks about the tech that they're working on is I think of um, that Food Network guy. Oh my goodness. I can't remember his name now. Um, Alton Brown, because he would always have a tool. And he said, I don't like unitaskers. And that's what I feel like a lot of, Game development like MMO does is they have all these different things that they're doing and they're not necessarily talking to each other, right? So trying to make them talk to each other over time as you add more and more stuff onto it, right, just makes it more difficult, makes the code more complex, right? So in this case, you've got, oh, hey, let's show us, you show you this mount and it changes with the seasons and the time of day. But oh, by the way, this is underlying tech that we're putting through our entire world. I was like, yes, that's exactly what you should be working on is things you can use that are global. Because the more global you do, the easier it's going to be to get all these systems to communicate with each other. And plus the fact that I don't know a lot of people that, that aren't in the tech space know what tech debt actually is, but it's basically, you know, work that the team does to make sure things are running as optimally as possible, right? I consistently deal with that in kind of my, you know, everyday, you know, professional life where the the teams are always saying, Hey, I need this amount of hours this month to deal with tech debt. Right. So the fact that they're prioritizing that now and cleaning as they go to keep things fresh is also a good sign for me. Right. And I'm sure other companies, yeah, I'm sure other companies do it, but the fact that they're really transparent about it, like, this Mm -hmm. is what we're doing. And yeah, I, I totally get from that, you know, that list you just shared Sim, they're, they're working on an upgrade here, right? Yeah. They are. I mean, even when they talk about the game network piece, I'm like, well, yeah, that all comes back to the engine, right? Sure it does. So, and that's why I was like, when you were talking about that, I'm like, this just feels like it's just so detailed that, you know, and it's not that they haven't had detailed <laughs> stuff in the past, but it's like, man, just the things they're doing with this graphic here just makes me think that this is maybe closer to an Unreal 5 model than they're actually volunteering the information for but again that's a speculation on my part Mm -hmm. because of just everything that's going on in this um yeah yeah for
1: sure i'm gonna Uh, i just want to share one thing too i want to put this out there real quick and then we go wherever we're 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 going with this any any time they show they you notice that the unreal engine splash is there but it's not there for every video Tin foil hats, if you want to wear them or whatever, it's just a theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think because of their partnership with with Unreal Engine, I think there's mm-hmm. there's some element. This is just speculation, man. But I think there's an element where it's like on specific things you're showcasing, be sure to use Unreal Engine Five to kind of showcase this as an Unreal Engine. It's not there for every video. This is like this is me and my little theoretical thing that kind of goes to like talking about how, remember we saw all these videos and I've talked about, there's this big world that exists that we've never seen. And here are some places in the world, none of us have ever visited in testing environments. And so there it is, this is in the same domain, as it's there's no evidence to support what I'm saying, pure speculation and theory, but I'm noticing a trend. Only specific videos have had the Unreal Engine splash screen. A lot of them have, not all of them, but anything showcasing something unique to Unreal Engine always has it. So, I'm not saying that's it, but this lighting thing, one of the big features of Unreal Engine 5, I'm not going to say graphic assets or anything. I'm going to talk about the lighting feature specifically.
2: Lighting's huge. Yeah.
1: This is a big feature to Unreal Engine 5 realistic lighting, right? And this ties into that. This would totally be an Unreal Engine specific element that Ashes would be utilizing. Oh, there it is right there. Nanite. That's it. There it is. Oh, okay, so Cicada here has some dev experience, right? Is is developer essentially, right? Animated models don't get benefit from Unreal Engine five, and if they want to get benefit from Nanite, they have to redo all their asset placement in the game. Lumens lighting, like, thank you. I was thinking, L, but I couldn't remember the right word. It's lumens, like insane. If you look at like what they're doing with that, right?
2: This and I think nanite is something, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that has something to do with something that Stephen said we might be seeing in the relatively near future, which is their building destruction uh, models. So, uh, I believe nanite was the tech that uh, had to do with building destruction or or environmental destruction in one of the Unreal Engine 5 previews I watched, where it like the actual like rubble and everything persists in the world and it doesn't just disappear. fall through the floor so to speak Um, and that 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 is the very uh layman's terms way of explaining it but i'm excited to see that especially considering what we talked about a lot last week with having walls and castles and stuff being destructible during sieges so i'm really excited to see that chaos Mm -hmm. physics engine okay thank you cicada
1: yeah i'm wondering about it too it's just it's hard right it's hard not to go it just just seems like it makes the most sense i'm not saying that's what's going on i'm not there i don't know but it just it just seems like what's going on i could be wrong it just it would make sense to do it too it really would this is the ideal time may not be what people want might might delay things a bit but it would make sense if you're going to do it do it now foundational stuff right goes back to the core philosophy that i respect that they're doing which is if you're going to make big fundamental changes to a game do it at the foundation stages they're in now don't do it later when the game's launched because you're gonna have you may not be able to do it It may not be possible
2: if they don't do it now i don't think ashes goes unreal i don't
1: think so either realistically Mm -hmm. i wouldn't believe that it would too much
2: cost and too much work for not enough benefit yeah like Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with the uh, the pre-existing unreal engine not at all not at all you know like there's they're amazing amazing engines so i from a cost-benefit perspective i don't think it would be worth it
1: right so anyway i just wanted to note that right even when i was looking at the rework of for animal husbandry and the changing of the swole breaker it's the dawn breaker mount i'm sorry it's just i don't i don't know why i say swole breaker do you even lift bro do you even lift bro I do actually but my point is is I was like looking at that and you know my mouth dropped a few times during this the live stream genuinely my mouth dropped and I was like because things looked so good so good like the changes to that to that mount mm-hmm. man that looks so good the wings are so much better like even like the head and, and all that, like the body, it just, it looks so much better, right? It, it looked good before, but it looks really good now. It's, it's tough, man, not to get extremely excited, but if you're excited and you're going, man, seems like a hell of a time to be a content creator talking about ashes of creation. It is, it's a great time to be a creator talking about ashes of creation, right? We talk about it every week here, but did anybody notice something Margaret said that I found peculiar? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm teasing. I'm I'm teasing something. We're gonna get back to that. But if you're going, what are the topics coming up? The dev discussion coming up is over user interface. The guild gatherings is over guild versus guild politics. These are the topics coming up. We'll be talking about them soon. I'm really excited about user interface. But if you're a content creator, you're thinking about getting in on this. Anybody else notice Margaret said apps could be closing? A,
2: Ooh, okay. No, I didn't uh she, didn't said,
1: she said they could be closing soon to so get them in. I, I I heard her say that in live stream. I was like, wait,
2: what? I I would be curious to know how many apps they've received. I know it's, it's a in, lot of well it. into the thousands, like many thousands at this point. Um I'm I'm also curious how many spots they are intending to open up and how mm. flexible they are on that. We'll just have to wait and see
1: it would make sense to go. We can't just we maybe open open the floodgates every so often, or you know what I mean at least moving into like launch having it to where like that's a lot to go through, man. If you got thousands, it's like okay, well let's let's go through and pick out the best of them or or whatever and launch those people maybe initially, and then maybe do another opening or something like that. I mean I don't know, but I, she it did she said something. I didn't get the quote, but she said something to the effect of you know while you can or before they're that you know it's closed or something. Go back and listen to it. it's there. 100 sure. but I heard that and I was like, oh wait, so maybe they will close them for a little while or because I mean it won't be forever. won't be forever. but I can see them doing that for a little while, especially if they I mean that's a lot of work for somebody coming into that position later, right? Got all these people to go through and process through requests on potentially respond to a potential program to help people that maybe aren't quite there yet that they like to see get there that they want to help. It's a lot it's a lot, man. That's a lot to do.
2: For for a game that's not even an alpha it's exactly. Yeah. You you gotta turn the hose off at some point and, and and deal with the the puddle that you've created now, you know? And and once that is addressed, once that's all fleshed mm-hmm. out and you get everybody on board onboarded to where they need to be. Yeah and can confirm that they are actually do, upholding their end of the bargain, and you get the the support program up and running and they're supporting people, then sure, maybe look at more when you have a little bit more content to throw out there as well. So I, I think now is an okay time. It's been open for a long time. Many of the people that applied really hadn't put any content out before, and, and Intrepid has been very right. uh, vocal about that. Like if if you want to have a shot at getting through create content and and here's the other aspect is is you don't have to be an official content creator to make ashes of creation no. content even when the program's closed if you have aspirations of getting there eventually or even just want to do it as a as a side thing and, and not necessarily be labeled as official you're okay with that yeah. still do it still do it there's nothing stopping you that they, they would encourage it too
1: you know i like think about how many people probably applied and how many of those people actually create any kind of regular content for ashes right now So if you're creating content actively, it ain't a bad thing. That's for sure. It's one of the things is like consistency, like along with a lot of other things that, you know, they've they've made some notes on what those things are. But, you know, I think it would be good. It would be good to see like, a, god because those perks, man, I, you know, I was in the uh, in the official content creator program before this new one's pretty exciting. It is. It's very, very exciting to see what they're, they're going to do with it. So yeah, same Z I'm super stoked to see, to see them get the content creator program back up and running. I'm, I'm super curious to see who all would get, you know, who all would be selected and like what their domain is and you know, what their, what their vibes are like and everything. And you know, it, there's like so many great uh, aspects to being in that program that you just don't see in a lot of the other ones. Honestly, I've been in other ones. I've been in several other content creator programs. Yeah. So Man, I am uh, I'm very excited about the future with ashes. I am streams like this last one. I find myself feeling impatient, though, but I am excited. And I can manage my I've been doing it for five years at the end of this year. We're almost to five years, man. I've been covering this game. You all can you believe that five years? That's crazy. That's so long. I had no idea. It would go so fast, but I feel it. Hopefully, I won't have too many more white hairs by the time this game launches. You know what I mean? Right?
0: (laughs) I I got plenty to make up (laughs) for it,
2: apparently. Bro. Real talk. You you dye your beer red.
0: We'll never notice. Oh, God. Don't don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's a Ricky Bobby. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth, though, man. I, You know? I'm I'm happy with I'm very happy with where we're at with the show, though, um, with our Pathfinders that are here with all of y'all that are here. It's it's been a nice journey. It's been a really good journey to be on. It's um, anytime I'm doing ashes stuff, I always feel like I'm hanging at home with my homies, man. I really do. It's good to kind of jump in and chat about it. We had a had a really nice chat on Friday um, after the live stream. I did it not right after last time. I did it a little bit later that day um, I was trying something a little different but you know the feedback and the thoughts I'm gonna probably be doing something Tuesday this week for a little while so look look live if you're hanging around on Twitch on Tuesday I'll probably be live that day chatting about some stuff and things I have a couple of notes uh from the most recent live stream that I specifically want to talk about so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be cool man I, I I'm basically I'm vibing man I'm hanging out in ESO I'm playing uh sorry not oh <laughs> I'm playing ESO I'm hanging out doing (laughs) ashes stuff. I gotta be careful because people I use the wrong words. People are like, "He's playing ashes, huh?" I'd be like, "I didn't say that. It's not what I'm saying at all." Um, But there's like you know, there's a lot of reason to be excited, and um, we've got the upcoming live stream on Friday, um, which is exciting too because honestly, you know, next Sunday we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff and things, and we're going to have a lot to talk about for a while. As a result of those, those things always deliver. They do, they deliver. We're talking about stuff from those live streams for months, literally months, Cause we're able to take some things, take what they talk about. We go and do some tie-ins. We got a lot of things to talk about. We are about to have, I know we're not going to be showing gameplay for a while, everybody, but fam, I'm telling you, we're going to have stuff to talk about for a while. Even though they aren't showing us you know, them playing the game, even though we're not in testing, believe me, you could take it to the bank years in a row. I'm telling you, we're going to have stuff to talk about for a little while, and it's going to be hitting starting this Friday. People are probably going, oh, but it's just a live stream. And oh, but it's D&D stuff. There is so much content that we that the community chops up from this. It's not even funny. This lasts literally through the period of time aside from their live streams that we are all doing with holidays it's going to take us into the new year it might even take us into them starting to showcase this new systems and stuff that they're working on right now we'll we'll see but it could every year they do their D thing we get a massive dump of information that we then have been able to go and tie into lore and stories and the races and the all of the different pieces Okay, perfect example. So I uh, got someone in, in chat saying, can you give any examples from previous years where they revealed some good info? Yes, actually we could. So last year specifically, we knew previously about corruption in the game. We understood that the reason that people left Vera is because of corruption. We, we've, we've talked about all this, right? The planet get like literally the Harbingers arrive, corruption spreads, people get out, The gates get shut off there's a whole discussion about that we've talked about before the big takeaway from last year for me was (laughs) the talk about the ancients the ancients tie into king atrax who was the first lich his interaction with them right trying to to recreate immortality for himself right the tainted version of immortality that was taught to him via the ancients Talking about the different material, the material plane, the void, talking about the alignment of those things, talking about the ley lines, talking about the uh relics on the planet that are found hidden away. These were a few things, but the King Atrax discussion and lore piece was huge. The tie into the ancients and the showcase of the ancients during that period was huge. That was when we got our first snapshot of what the ancients looked like. And we were blown away but the tie in to the lore and corruption that was a massive massive piece yes that was
2: like and, and and it tied in a lot of the old apoc lore bits too like th- yes. there was tidbits that was given out during the apoc lore bits you can go back on the wiki yes. and find those pieces as well they're all Lex logged the ball and this King Atrax storyline that was given during last year's uh, 24-hour stream tied all of that together and it made it whole and and like uh, brought Fallow's hold to relevancy as a a major dungeon and I I still it's still theory at this point but I very much suspect there is a lich, King Atrax, that is the final boss of that dungeon and he is guarding a bunch of those relics, the magical relics that he had stowed away there and he had the Donir Dwarfs. He had a close relationship with them and built, they built Fallow's Hold for him. So I even theory went as far as theory crafting, where are the on the map? <laughs> we will find Fallow's Hold. But, you know, it, it, it's, that is key stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. really, really looking forward to that part for this year's stream.
1: And I, let me, I've got to correct something real quick. I totally goofed up. I've been talking about Friday this whole time. It's not Friday, It's Saturday i'm so sorry it's saturday november 6th at 10 a.m pst through sunday november 7th 10 a.m pst i got the the number of the day right i didn't get the i didn't get the day of the week right okay <laughs> z was freaking out she's like wait what <laughs> no it's not i apologize this is good good i really appreciate it. so it's this saturday through sunday okay That's why I was saying I'm going to be exhausted because the morning of Sunday, I'm going to get done doing that. And I'm going to get a several hours of sleep. Then we're going to be popping with the podcast, right? How in the hell, uh, Ashes fam, I need your help. (laughs) I need your help. I am requesting your aid on this one. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this alone. We got to gather as much of the lore and the reveal of information as we possibly can and compile that please help me i'm requesting that you help me so we can have it all prepared and ready to go on sunday for our podcast because friends i'm gonna be there but it's my anniversary then i'm helping them do some stuff during their their event it's gonna be early in the morning i'm not i don't think i'm gonna have enough time i'm gonna do my best okay let's pull our resources together and gather the feedback or not the feedback but the information from the live stream so we can put it together and talk about at least a portion of it on the show and have it prepared and put together moving forward last year you all did a great job I'm asking for your help again right would really appreciate the help um we can coordinate it in our discord discord.gg forward slash some more just spell like my name is go in there we've got Ash's channel specifically we can coordinate it there but I would really appreciate your help it's going to be really really useful and yes doors are okay you're welcome on the answer but there were so many tie-ins man last yeah we we had so many good tie-ins to apoc too actually the light pact was discussed that was another big tie-in that was another big one yes the dying of the light cosmetics that are currently uh, closing right now they're going to be gone soon those are light packed oriented cosmetics and the light pack stuff is the stuff that we've heard about and sim nerded the actual f out man i nerded so hard i was like oh my god it's like it's like the fellowship but it has it. it's like <laughs> it's like shit," and it is too it's vera's last time that's basically what my internal that's you're welcome that's what happens in my brain when something like that and i nerd out and there you go
2: and, and it all but confirmed the existence of a giant kraken raid boss. Yes, all yes! but confirmed it. Like
1: yes, he who, it? he who grovels, he who grovels,
2: he who grovels. Yep. Not all of the artifacts that were on the ship that he who mm. grovels attacked the the light pack was returning with their with their artifacts were kept. Yep. There was a lot lost in that shipwreckage, so no doubt that kraken is holding some juicy artifacts. My big question is, what are the what role are these artifacts going to play in the game? Are they just legendary pieces of equipment? Or are, is it something that maybe can't be worn right. and you present in a guild house or a freehold that offers something special? Oh, unique? man. What do these things bring? Do you put it in a node? Or do you keep it for yourself?
1: Dude.
2: I'm really excited to see what these artifacts are. Because I... I intrepid is and steven are very good with their words they don't interchange words for just because so the legendary versus mm, so artifact to me means two very different things
1: yes not to mention uh if you're going oh is there an easy way for us to consume the information related to apoc lore yes there is in fact we put a lot of work into creating and curating videos specifically a lot of, a lot of work and they haven't gotten nearly the love they deserve for, for some of the people that put their effort and time into them. It wasn't just me. We got APOC logs that covered the bulk of the stories, many of which relate to the light pact or the unfortunate souls on Vera during the time of the fall. And he who growls is, is a part of one of those videos specifically, the light pact has elements in some of those videos specifically some very very influential people of the time that were clearly there during those faded days it's there you can go listen to it a lot of what we talked about actually ties into those as well because it was apoc lore um we there's a lot man and and each each year with the D &D too i gotta make this note each year with their D D campaign it it ties in but we learned so much more about so many different things and last year was huge because we got information but it tied into so many different things and expanded upon them all and the the universe for ashes of creation the lore it just (laughs) it looks like that put a smile on your face okay oh my gosh anyway if if these milestones get unlocked and this lore is you know delivered like it has been we will have even more i feel very confident even more that will enrich this universe that we are sitting here waiting to learn more and more about yes if we unlock the milestone we've been unlocking them but it is all tied into the event this coming weekend on saturday through sunday okay so be there bring your friends if you can contribute 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 your time and energy hang out with the ashes fam have a good time it's a way to get to know some of the developers it's a way to get to know the origin of the ashes of creation game and it's a way to get to know other people here in the ashes of creation community so hang out we'll be there we're looking forward to seeing as many of you there as you possibly can be there uh and um with that being said we've hit on pretty much
2: somebody please think of the children (laughs) it's for a great cause
1: really is yes
2: like uh, uh, the lore and everything is amazing and all the <laughs> unlocks and the tears we're going to get, but guys, it like, as a father, as a father of a child who went through, who lived in a, spent his first three months of life in the hospital and just these children's hospitals, the people that work in there are absolute miracle workers. Mm. And any other parent I know will relate to this, whether you've experienced it or not, like, I'm, I can't support a lot of things, but this is something that yeah. I absolutely will to Same. to some extent because it, it's it's about the kids, man, and like that is huge. The fact that this is what the charity is all about and where all the all of the proceeds go towards is that speaks to me on a whole other level. The lore is amazing. It, depending on what we get, it might even force me out of retirement to make some more treasure hunting videos. But it's about <laughs> the kids, man that's what it's about out of retirement to shout that out there
1: you're not out of retirement you're just you're just on a pause for a while that's what it really is it'll happen (laughs) he'll pop up he'll pop up with a video or something here and there he'll get so overly nerding out like he'll have a moment like i didn't go i can't i have to i have to also happy halloween everyone this live stream today happened on halloween so i really appreciate everybody spending your time here enjoy a great Halloween day. I'm going to tell you all, this is my favorite time of year, fam, right? This is genuinely my favorite. The leaves on the trees are falling. The air is cooling, the breeze is getting cold, I put on my candles, I got jack-o'-lanterns and stuff around me. I love it. This is my favorite. I love the spooky things. I love the fall vibes. I love pumpkins. I love bells of hay and all that stuff. You know what I mean? That stuff is my jam. So I'm going to enjoy the rest of the night after this. We're going to hang out a little bit more. And then afterwards, I'm going to enjoy the fall spooky vibes, man. And I hope you all do give too. me the candy. <laughs> I won't sound like that. That was half tilt. That was totally half tilt. If you're listening, I promise it was not me. I sound different, but <laughs> gentlemen, I have a film. We're going to have a, we got to get Pasha back on soon. I have a film. We're going to have some loaded shows coming up guys. I really do. Ooh, there's going to be Sunday. a lot to
2: unpack. going to be a, the last like 15 Shit. minutes of this show is if if it's anything, it's a preview
1: of what's yes. going to happen
2: after yep. we get all the extra info Yes, 100%. It, it it's it, it can't just take it at face value. It warrants a deep dive always.
1: <laughs> We're going to nerd so fucking hard you guys, you have no idea. I'm just putting that out there you have no idea if you have joined the show and started hanging out listening watching in the past six months or so you have no idea the level of nerd you're gonna see when we get new info around lauren stuff it's it's all time like you see this you see how like enthusiastic and stuff we're getting oh wait for it it gets better oh it's gonna be good i can't wait let's go unlock those Daggum tears that they got for that campaign, man. I'm going to put together all my pennies and my nickels and dimes, and I'm going to throw them in a bag. I'm going to take them down this week. I'm going to get what cash I can. I'm going to throw my PayPal account, and I'm going to donate what I can. I hope you all will, too. Or at least hang out with us and nerd out about what get, does get done locked. And also, you can impact the campaign, their D&D campaign, by dropping specific amounts, which will be listed that day. So you can totally impact the campaign for the D&D event that they're going to be having. I think they added in an, an additional uh, element for donations as well this year, but friends. That's about our is, show. Is there a, is yeah. there a
2: ninja looting uh, donation? Oh, metric? my God. Like, no, you, you just steal one of the.
1: I'm not that oh, important. Okay. No.
2: Well, maybe they can do it. It's just we it. it, it would oh, yeah. Uh, oh, what? What's the word uh influenced?
1: Oh, oh you know, is that funny? It'd be like. <laughs> you know what would be really funny is that people were like we're not gonna i don't know if i should say this i'm Do gonna it. say it but i don't believe it'll actually happen i don't i don't really believe it will i'm not that special but can you imagine if people like did a donation amount and it wasn't any of those and they just made a comment because they read them live and it was something about Sim as a ninja Looter? can you imagine that happening i would <laughs> lose it dude i would be like no <laughs> Little $1 oh, amounts every time it. they do a dollar. It's like, Sim the ninja looter says hi. Send the ninja looter says hi. Send the ninja looter. And then all people going to remember is send the ninja looter. And now I'm going to have to change my name. <laughs> to not Simorg, right? Wait. Yeah. I think I do that somewhere. <laughs> really appreciate everybody being here. The show wouldn't be the same without y'all. Gentlemen, can you think of anything else about the most recent live stream we didn't hit on that we should? We no, I mean, I think
0: we yeah I think we we hit it all. i think yeah it was a really like good um yeah pieces of information about the tech i mean we Absolutely. do get that um and it is exciting to hear, but it's definitely uh i I would love to see some of that continue just to be a part of the a regular basis on mm, what yes. they're doing with the tech. Right. And the text showcases have been really, really good. Right. Because a lot of times we don't see that we're Mm -hmm. really focused on things that we can see, like at the front of the MMO versus behind the scenes and the behind the scenes is just as important as we found in recent MMO releases.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like for, you know, this like next week or whatever, if you're somebody who contributes to me, please consider taking that and contributing it instead to the charity event that they're doing since we're not, we're not really doing one this year, please, 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 please contribute that whatever you do have. If you were going to give it to me, please give it to them instead. Uh, I would really appreciate it if you did that friends. And, uh, yeah, Discord's still full of gnomes. Cause we had a conversation about gnomes recently and how I don't like garden gnomes. And now this is probably a thing. It's, it's creepy, man. Right. You don't do that. Talk about this last time with the Netflix account thing. Did I share that with you all? a little little story time with Sim and we'll wind this one down y'all enjoy this people are going to probably get a laugh out of it my brothers right love my brothers love my family we we have a netflix uh that my one of my brothers has it's shared we all have like profiles there and mine's like daredevil and you know mom's got one and my brother uh Shaz has got one or whatever and my brother baz has got one too uh he made his little image you know you go to netflix and it's got the profiles you can select which one you are to watch his is of this little female gnome all like, oh, like this or whatever. All like, oh, like this. And you're just like, and every and every time Wait, I go one, on one, there, one more
2: time? One more time? Like, <laughs> like this.
1: Oh, no. Um,
2: I'm a little teapot vibe, so this, yeah, it's super strong right I'm there. I'm
1: a little teapot with a gnome hat. No. It, and literally, I, every time I see it, I'm just like, this just doesn't feel, I don't want to be here. And he knows it because he's that little brother. He's that little brother, right? So it's like, ugh, so, so they like to have fun. Even my mom shoots me like a gnome sometimes, just to be like, "Hey, saw this thought of you," and I'm like, "Thanks, thanks, mom. I, I love you too." But it's funny <laughs> because in in Discord, if you're in our Discord, you'll see that there's a, like a lot of gnome pictures, and you're like, "Why?" Now you know why. You're, <laughs> you're not welcome to to. You're welcome to join and to talk, but uh, you cannot do that. That'd be great, friends that's our show it's been a great one i'm really looking forward to what's coming up this weekend so i hope you all are getting ready get your get your rest in hang if you can hang out this saturday sunday right we'll be talking about it on sunday uh, during our live stream as well during our podcast and i'm sure a lot over the course of the next several weeks or so friends always a good time gentlemen please Daedalus and then Half Tilt. shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not here on this podcast. Daedalus. All right.
0: You can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the
2: Ashen Herald. And you can find me on Twitter at half underscore tilt or on discord. That's the word uh, at half Tilt gamer.
1: Yes. And there's the clips I'm going to be enjoying going and looking back at those, at those here in a little bit. Friends. We might be at the end of today's show, but I got to remind everybody, as always, remember, being a Pathfinder is not just being here on this roundtable on the show, on the podcast. It's being a part of this community that follows the show, that follows Ashes of Creation. You contribute to the conversations when you're here, over on YouTube or anywhere on Discord. We've got a channel for the Ashes Pathfinder podcast there. You can contribute your thoughts. We had some really great uh, conversations and some topics shared this week. I would encourage you to go to discord in our discord go to the ashes of creation or the ashes pathfinder channels and check them out really good feedback from community members really good food for thought and i welcome those always 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 we talk about them on the show often and remember when you're here and you join in with us you too are a pathfinder much love to all of you much love to entrapid studios friends and until next week live your best lives walk in the light have a great night friends we'll see you next sunday much love everybody
2: Take care, everyone. Take care, folks. Happy Halloween.